Welcome to another episode of the Patient Convert Podcast. And I have my guest host joining me today, Justin Knott. That is my husband and my business partner. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about um, LinkedIn marketing for doctors. This is a big one. I'm super, super active on LinkedIn and I'm a big believer in LinkedIn. I absolutely love it. And if you guys are not connected with me at LinkedIn, just search Kelly Knott and you can see all my videos and my PDFs and of course my post. And it's all about sharing content that I find valuable for my audience. And Justin, you are on LinkedIn as well. I am. I'm not uh, quite as active as you. Um, you have actually gotten me a lot more active over the last uh, six to 12 months, um, kind of watching what you've used and leveraged to be successful. So I think we can all stand to learn a little bit more about the best ways to leverage LinkedIn and what's made you so successful on there. So excited to talk about it today. Yeah, absolutely. So social media is an important marketing tool, 100%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, social media is a huge traffic driver to websites. It's a huge way to become a thought leader, and it's a great mm -hmm. way to express your approach to care and talk about your physicians. What are, what are the other benefits you think social media has? Well, I think when it comes to um, our listeners, especially in the healthcare space, I think it's how patients digest a lot of information. And especially today, when they're taking their health into their own hands and kind of taking... I don't want to say their power back, but honestly, they want they want to improve their health. They want to be a part of their health process. They want all of that stuff. So they're they're getting social and they're digesting more information than ever on social to help them live happier and healthier lives. So I think it allows a very uh, unique opportunity for physicians to provide that information, create value, become a thought leader, but also make their patients kind of happier and healthier through the process and drive new patients yeah, to the really, door. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I think it's just become really popular. I mean, I know you were within a meeting with me when we met with a large hospital executive that did a kind of a look across their social yeah, impact. This was interesting. Very interesting. And they found that almost 40% of their pediatric patients that walked through the door were because of social media. Because if you think about it, they're talking and when somebody's about to have a baby, you can you would ask one of your friends on social, well, where do you go? Who do you see? Who right. are you happy with? And it was driving that substantial amount of traffic. So I think it just shows you is like people are sharing information, they're looking for information and social is a perfect way to engage and provide value with, with uh, your patients. Oh, definitely. And the key with social media is it is Better before I dive into LinkedIn, you want to make sure it's structured right and that you are social on social media. And the profile I'm going to talk about today is because social media is a pretty broad topic. Oh, yeah. And we will do a podcast on general rules of thumb, would you say, on For sure. social and media. But um, I have gotten a lot of questions. Every platform presents its unique advantages and disadvantages. So kind of dissecting them on a on a level like this, just specifically talking about LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. I, think it's I mean, great. you want to know the exact steps. And I've gotten a lot of questions from physician liaisons and healthcare professionals and even, and even um, business owners about how I've utilized my LinkedIn and how I've grown it and if I have any advice and tips. So yes, I do have advice and tips. <laughs> and one of the things I'm going to talk is the benefits of LinkedIn. LinkedIn has helped our organization, our marketing agency, helped me as a physician liaison really grow, um, I don't say our audience, our reach, oh, yeah, absolutely. and our traffic. All of the above. As well as increased revenue yep, for the actual business, agency. For sure. Generated a lot of new business. And it's just been such an amazing tool. 
So the some of the benefits that physicians have for LinkedIn is that it is a great way to attract new patients and leads. It's a great way to target your local audience. It's a great way to connect with other healthcare professionals and physicians. <laughs> yeah, other colleagues for sure. Gosh, that is what LinkedIn is. And then of course, you can become a thought leader on LinkedIn. And of course, it helps improve the hiring process. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But I want to talk first about using LinkedIn to connect with other physicians and healthcare professionals. I mean, LinkedIn is a networking. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's that's what it's predicated on is is connecting and providing value to other people on the platform. And if you Focus on that, you'll be successful long-term. You need to couple that with the content you're gonna talk about today. Absolutely, so LinkedIn is an online networking community. That's what it is, that's why it was built, and that's why I love it so much, because you know I preach constant networking to build your business and grow. And as physicians, that face-to-face meetings with physicians are so important, and connecting with local physicians and colleagues is really key to scaling your practice and growing or your program, organization, or hospital. And you want to be really plugged in. And there are a lot of active medical physicians on LinkedIn, and they are looking for these connections. And it's a great way to kind of open conversations, connect, engage, and network. For sure. Absolutely. And you never know where it can lead. We've had, I've used LinkedIn as referral sources from referring physicians to connect with specialists. So we even had referring physicians now connecting with the specialist to send new patient referrals. So we're growing business, increasing revenue and scaling just using LinkedIn. Yep. And I think LinkedIn, unlike some of the other platforms, it's really is such a great way. I think it's been, even as we've interviewed a lot of people uh, since we started the podcast and talking to physicians and we, we do it for physicians and we've watched it kind of occur the, there's been a change in the marketplace where now there's a lot of physicians that see the value in investing in their own brand equity long-term and, and building themselves, as we use that term a lot, as a thought leader in their space, because it provides so much opportunity for visibility, for speaking opportunities, to yeah. educate other people, which a lot of physicians have a passion for education um, in this space. And so I think LinkedIn is a really great way to start that process and start building up that personal brand equity. Oh, absolutely. And what Justin's talking about is there are such great ways you can be really active on LinkedIn. So one of my favorite reasons why I like LinkedIn is it's a networking platform for business professionals. So we're going to avoid going to avoid those baby photos, those pet photos, politics for the most part. So it's kind of getting straight to the point on LinkedIn um, a little bit more than you would on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter um, because it's so business related and it's all about networking professionally, the post and the content tends to be more professional. So I I like that a lot. Um, You can personalize your post, of course. I think that's a great idea. But um, you can kind of cut through some of the stuff that you may see on on Facebook. So we know the benefits is that it can help you attract new leads and patients because you're sharing content unique to you, your brand, your practice, and your approach to patient care. And you're getting in front of these business professionals that can see it and follow you and you can really grow your visibility. You can target local audience. LinkedIn has such amazing filters that you can use to really be strategic about your post, your advertising, and who you get in front of and connect with. You can 
again, connect with local physicians and colleagues across the country or locally and talk with them, connect with them, engage with them and support them. And you never know where those relationships or connections go, especially if you've had difficulty maybe even getting connected with some of these referring physicians. If they're on LinkedIn, don't be afraid to connect, send them a message. Hey, really glad to connect with you on LinkedIn. Um, I'm in the area too, would love to stop by your practice someday and introduce myself. Boom, done, there you go. Avoid the gatekeeper mess and drama. And of course you can have team support. So you can have your whole practice staff, hospital staff and other members of your team be really active and connect on LinkedIn as well. They can share your material, your content, the things you guys are all kind of unified in this approach. Yeah, and I think that's a huge thing, especially the larger your organization, the more opportunity that you have there to really reach a much broader audience by getting employee level participation. And I think setting up a program so everybody's on the same page and they understand kind of what our overarching goal is, why you should participate, how you can get engaged and participate, uh, making sure that they have the organization properly added uh, to their employment area on their page. So you have as much visibility there as possible to increase the likelihood of getting followers on your company page. But we've seen a lot of success with that of just simply kind of putting it on the table for the employees. Like, hey, we're really trying to get social. We really want to reach a lot of people. These are the goals. Um, and even encouraging them, whether through its incentivization or whatever it may be to kind of get social uh, we've even seen a lot of success with doing like an employee level takeover where they can they can kind of bring a little bit of who they are and, and right. what's going on with them. So yeah, that's a really powerful way, especially if you're in a larger organization to just not make it only focused on you, but leverage the economies of scale of having 20, 30, 40, 1,000 employees and getting them engaged in that process and grow your outreach. Yeah, I Definitely, that's a huge part of it. You want that visibility, engagement, growth on your post, your visibility, and, and of course, your- So what program. would you say as we're going through this process, um, and everybody's really seen all the content that you've created and how you go about distributing it, what is that process of a provider is kind of looking to right. get engaged and put more emphasis on LinkedIn? I know we've talked about kind of your path of least resistance as far as the content that works best for you, but if a listener's out there and saying, I've been wanting to do it. How do I get started from what your profile communicates all the way down to creating content and, and getting it in front of people um, so they'll begin to interact? What do you think are some of your top steps or tips or however you want to call it if they're yeah, looking to absolutely. get, get no, started? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So I actually started my LinkedIn journey, I say this year, um, though I had been on LinkedIn for years. I was not active. I wasn't consistent. Um but it was driving a lot of leads. I've always had pretty good leads through LinkedIn. Yeah, um, you have. You have I've always had yeah, a much just, more active than say like mine comparatively. Right. And I just, I haven't really done anything. And I think I started my LinkedIn journey. Yeah, we were very passive, just kind of creating content yeah. and posting it across yeah, all the I social platforms. Yeah, maybe I would post platforms. one or two things yeah. and, and go on there and read. But not a focused, um, concerted effort But on no, I never it. really focused on how to really utilize is a good word, LinkedIn for my personal business and my brand and connecting with the audience I was trying to. So my journey really started, I think, like a few months ago. Yeah, and that was the conversation we kind of had too, is we felt like we have accumulatively between us personally and our agency, 50,000 plus social followers across our platforms, but it just kind of felt watered down. Like we were spreading ourselves so very thin. Right. And you kind of brought up, it's like, well, we have LinkedIn. And I think it's time to make a decision on where we're going to focus 
our internal social efforts because right now we're just kind of being average across everything virtually. Yeah, and, and that's important and that's about. not always easy to talk about. And I, I chose LinkedIn. That's what I chose. And though I'm active on other social media profiles and we post and we're regular, um, it is me on my LinkedIn. <laughs> um, I put a lot of time and effort in LinkedIn. So when it comes to starting, like you said to your question, how do we begin? It begins with coming up with a plan that you're going to be consistent. So that's my first tip is being consistent with your LinkedIn. Understanding that once you begin this journey, you're gonna be pretty consistent with posting and engaging and connecting. Um, that's the only way to continue to grow on LinkedIn. And we're talking about utilizing LinkedIn as a tool for your brand, your practice, your organization, your hospital, and help you kind of get in front of the right audience, but also connect with other physicians and help with that thought leader process. So it begins with consistency. You're understanding that, you know, social media is just that. We say it all the time, it's social. And you need to be consistent with content to scale and grow. I mean, every single day, I have new connections that come in um, unlike I did ever before because I'm very consistent that this is a structure we talked internally with Entropy and with my PLU team is that I had a lot of content that I wanted to share. And I knew that I wanted to get my voice out there. I wanted to talk about it. I believe in building a community of support and engagement and sharing my information and not holding on to it. But we had to talk internally, what does that look like? How consistent are the posts gonna be? Um, and because we had that in, that conversation of, this is what we're gonna do and this is our plan, um, we were able to really kind of grow substantially very fast. So consistency is key. And then I think the second, um, I would say is now you have to go into the details. And I know Justin, you know that, and it's about optimizing your profile for success. For sure. Communicating to kind of thinking through, again, all about the planning and the strategy that right. we we're talking about, yeah. thinking through who you're trying to reach and trying to communicate and making sure that uh, your profile communicates that. Yeah. And it's... I think your people leave your their summary blank, too, on their profile. And I think it's really important to build that out show your background and your experience as well as I think add some of your personality in there too. Oh yeah. I think my profile used to say I had, I don't know, I maybe I had an entropy backdrop photo. I'm not sure. Um, but it just said um, CEO entropy healthcare marketing. So, I mean, I'm just assuming that everyone knows that what entropy healthcare yeah, marketing who, is, you know, exactly. and, and the key with optimizing your profile. So it starts with customizing your profile. So customize your backdrop photo. And Justin, we do this for our clients. Um, it's really, really easy. And if you don't have a agency you work with and if you don't have a graphic designer, um, you can do it yourself. You can do it on Canva. Oh, yeah. um, get the size and customize your background profile. I'm gonna tell you why, because I'm really active on LinkedIn and I'm more likely to connect with others that have customized background photos and professional headshots. It makes them look like they're more active, Because right? it looks like they're more active. Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah, Justin. It's definitely, um, and you like are limited to your connections. Like it could be more, just you assume it's gonna be a more valuable right. interaction and connection. Oh, absolutely. You just assume that that person is gonna be more valuable as a connection and you are limited connections to LinkedIn. I think it's limited at 30,000. 30,000, it's one of, really the only platform out there that you're capped on. So you want to so be you strategic. Have to be, yep. And it, it doesn't matter as much, obviously, in the short run, but in the long run, you always want to kind of have that a little bit in the back of your head that right. if you begin crushing it and scale, 
you're going to run into a wall and then they can only follow you um, yeah. moving forward. Which is fine. That. But I mean, once you get there, then. <laughs> oh, it's a good problem to have. It's a good yeah. problem to have. Um, so customize your backdrop photo and your headshot. And Justin was just talking about make sure it's clear yep. your, your title and your specialty and the program you work and for. And keep in mind, all of these platforms operate while different, they still have a Google-like search algorithm built into them because they want to make sure from a UX UI standpoint that it's easy to interface with a platform as far as find what you're searching for. So while they're probably, they're not going to be apples to apples comparative to how say Google's rank brain algorithm is structured, but YouTube's the second largest search engine. So it operates just like a search engine does for video. LinkedIn operates the same way. If you type in a search query, it's going to give a subset of results based on certain key criteria. So keep that in mind, just the SEO person in me, when you're writing that you want to show up in search results for people who you want to show up in front of. So keep that in mind when you're writing your work history titles, when you're writing your summary, when you're writing your main kind of who you are that shows up in search. So just kind of keep that as an extra tip to keep in mind when you're putting it together, but make it sound natural. That matters more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we're talking about is the title, the specialty and the practice. So I do have a download. You guys can check it out at entropy.com, which is a PDF that can help walk you guys through this on examples of yeah, what works. Yeah, it's great. It's a lot of value in there. Yeah, it's actual examples of what works and what doesn't. But when I'm talking about title and specialty, like you said, Justin, it's really kind of communicating. So when those searches are done, you are showing up where you need to be showing up. So one of the examples that I had was we had a physician that said medical doctor and thyroid surgeon was their title, no background photo, no headshot. So you're already kind of going off on the wrong foot there. Yeah, for That's sure. That's not a great way um, to kind of communicate. You want to say, you know, who you are, you know, orthopedic surgeon at Georgia Orthopedics. Um, make sure it's really clear. Or medical director at Hogue Hospital. You know, make sure it's getting out there. If you're a clinical director, a medical director, if you're part of an organization, a team or a board, that that information is out there as well. So really refine the way you would want others to search for you. And that was something I had to learn and Justin had to learn because I think, again, like when we started, before we started this big LinkedIn journey, um, it was just, again, like CEO or something like that. And for sure. And that really doesn't explain a lot of who I am because I help physicians and hospitals and practices grow and scale their marketing and, and build relationships with growing physicians. And that was not communicated. So you want to make sure that it's about filtering through search and having the right title description, especially in practice. So we have the background photo. The professional headshot photo is a big one. Lose those selfie photos, guys. It <laughs> looks so bad. You want to make sure you try to do something a little bit more professional. If you don't have a professional headshot, maybe something super clear that you can see your face. And um, if you are a physician, my tip is always this, but make sure you have your uh, white coat in your photo. I always think it it's really clear then communicated. Um, I tell that to nurses as well. They can use their scrubs if they want. Um, I just always think it looks pretty nice. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And believe it or not, like a technical level if you name your file for your headshot image, so say yeah. it's Dr. John Smith, if you name it John Smith MD photo, and when you upload that into LinkedIn, that will actually be Google indexed. So it'll come up in images when somebody does a search for you. It's just another kind of tippet of- Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's always a little bit of good advice because like if somebody types in Justin Knott, for instance, insert under the Google images, it's going to have those images, my headshot from LinkedIn. Yeah, that's true. 
Okay, so I'll run through these really quick because we do need to talk about bios when setting up a successful LinkedIn for your physicians or your healthcare practice, or even you as physician liaisons. So when it comes to your bio, have a really short sentence, but that it describes exactly what you do. Are you a triple board certified physician? Say that your fellowship, your specialty, and where you work. Right there, boom, don't overcomplicate it. Have a brief bio about you, maybe where you studied, where you practiced, why you got into um, patient care and and why you became a physician, but don't overcomplicate it, guys. I'm talking like two, three, four sentences stops. And then of course you wanna make sure you have any attachments and links back to your source. So back to your organization, your program, your hospital, your practice. Yeah, make sure you have in the website area under your contact information that you have a URL pointing back to your website. It's a backlink to your website from a like 99 level domain authority website. So you want to make sure that you have that in there or you're just missing out on it. Yeah, absolutely. And then under the bio, I have client testimonials because I think it really kind of communicates for anyone looking at my LinkedIn. Not only now they know exactly what I do, a little bit about me, And they have links and attachments not only to my websites, but different types of material. But now they just have a few little client testimonials that says how happy they were with my services and my approach. So I recommend that if you could put maybe even a patient testimonial, that would be a really great idea. So that's how you set up your bio and then um, jump into experience. And that's underneath where you can see, and you guys know how important this is, Justin, how many people forget to attach their organizations, practices, and hospitals to their experience part of their LinkedIn? Well, we, we actually see that a lot. I'd say maybe 30, 40% of the time with clients. First off, it comes down to when you go through your process of your organization, you should have a company page and it needs to be built out. It needs to look great and everything because you can't connect and your work experience, your organization page, unless you have an organization page. So it starts there. A lot of, uh, especially private practices, hospitals and stuff, they generally already have it in place. But if you're a private practice and you don't have a LinkedIn company page, you need to create one. Again, it's a backlink to your site. It's usually a pretty high ranker um, on the first or second page when you type in uh, any type of organization's name. So make sure first, A, get that created, and then that will allow you under your experience when you, when you add your experience and you put orthopedic surgeon and then the organization, uh, it's gonna, it'll pop up in the dropdown, you hit it and that makes sure that that connection where you go on a company page and it shows how many employees work there, that's where that's derived from is that connection between the work experience on a person's profile, linking that back to the organization's page. Yeah, and it's so important because guys, this is where you do judge a book by its cover. Unfortunately, that's how the LinkedIn works. You're getting to see who they are, where they work, and then you can click to those organizations. So if you're really trying to connect with people, you want to give them the most information as easy as possible. And For sure. that's why you want to put those I know organizations when, there. When somebody requests to connect with me, the first thing that I generally do is look at kind of who they are. Right. And that stems from where they're working and what that organization does. So if I can't click through to that organization's company page and get the long and short of kind of what the backbone is of what their organization is about and try to figure out where the connection would be beneficial for both of us. Uh, I usually don't connect with them immediately because there's just yeah. no telling I could and get spammed. And we're talking about networking yeah. here too. And these physicians are connecting with other physicians and that's why I think LinkedIn can be so great. That way they can see your hospital that you work with or the program or the practice and understand why you might be connecting or reaching out. So Agreed. that's a really great idea. And so I had another question too. So b- while we're still talking about this, getting into now that we've got the profile optimized, set up correctly, really talking about some of the 
high level, most important things they need to do when it comes to what makes you successful in LinkedIn and that's content creation. Give them some, give them some good tips that you recommend when they're getting into video, blog, whatever it is that they end up choosing. I mean, obviously you kind of have a mixture of both Well, really three things plus the podcast. So we have a lot of content, but that's not always necessarily the case. So what are your recommendations or tips for making yourself successful with content creation? And then obviously getting that out on the platform. Well, that's the key. We talked about consistency. Content creation is huge on LinkedIn. So my tips are create value. That's my number one thing. I know that sounds kind of redundant. Create value. I always say content marketing isn't about you. It's about them. And that's one of the biggest mistakes people make is when it comes to content marketing, they love to post about their beautiful bios and all the services they have and click here to learn more. But that's about you. And if you want engagement, visibility, a following, you have to create value that's for them. And that's the number one tip I have for physicians out there and even liaisons. Um, As you're creating content that you want more engagement, more visibility, and to have followers is write about the subject matter and materials that your potential patient base is looking for, what they want to know, maybe the 10 steps you need to do for preparing for a knee replacement surgery. Like that's a little bit more engaging. You wanna talk about things that are more relative to what they wanna hear instead of just have really, and I can always tell, can't you Justin, when we're on LinkedIn, um, when we see a physician post content frequently and we can always tell it's either someone from the practice for or sure. an agency because yeah. it, it always has the same. Because it doesn't exact... have their voice. Yeah, well, for it, sure. It's... It, that's a great way to put it. It yeah. doesn't have their voice. It always has the same exact layout. It's um, really, really kind of, did you understand that lip fillers can do this, this, and this? Click here to learn more about Dr. So-and-so's approach to lip fillers. And it didn't, then it has the link to the website and a million hashtags. Maybe yeah. it has like oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and it's very... I can always tell when it's an agency or someone internally because it's essentially a link to their website, which is good because it's going back to original content, but there's no voice, as Justin said. There's no personality. There's no reason that they're the thought leader in this. It just kind of is listing services that, you know, that specialty does. If you're an OBGYN, here's the services we do. And especially, like, there's such a big potential audience out there for you to connect with by talking about the things the patients want to hear and talk yeah. about. And the easiest way to do that is just jotting down. You, patients ask a, a million questions throughout the day and a doctor in the span of a week could come up with content for the next six yeah. months just by writing down patient questions. The best content I think is the stuff, even when we're educating people on marketing initiatives like we're doing right now, uh, that make people go, huh. Or raise their eyebrows, like it's like kind yeah, of that, it, aha that, moment. that educates them. In this case, makes them healthier, benefits their lives, their families' lives, those kind of things. But they may have not known or thought of, and that's the stuff I think that really does well when you're giving them a little bit of information that they may not have have known or have been thinking about for a long time. And again, that all comes out from thinking about what they want, not what you want to what you want. Oh, absolutely. That's what I say. It's about them, not you. So think of content that is valuable to them. You want to create fans, if that makes sense, fans that are looking for your next post because you're about to deliver a gold mine of information in under two minutes or something like that. Three minutes, four minutes, whatever for you sure. do. Um, you're about to just deliver some information, which 
with each post so that they begin to follow you, connect with you, and engage with you. Another piece of advice is original content, right, Justin? I mean, you can talk more about oh, yeah. that. And and leveraging other people's content's not a bad idea, but the the success lies, and if you look kind of across the board, whether it's healthcare or other organizations, people that are really doing a good job on LinkedIn, it's all their content that they're developing and pushing because it creates, again, brand equity, and it creates um, visibility and loyalty because it's your stuff. It's your stuff that you're creating. So that's definitely really important is if you want to be successful long-term, you've got to buy into, I'm going to create and invest into content development, video, podcasts, whatever it is that your your avenue ends up being, make sure that it's your original content. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, absolutely. And I can also tell in an agency post because here's the death of a LinkedIn post. It is, um, again, either super salesy, straightforward, click on our website to learn about our services, or it is, and I nothing against WebMD, but it's from somewhere else, which is why we're seeing original content. You're just absolutely. taking a WebMD or a Harvard Medical um, article and just throwing it in your feed and hitting post. You don't ha- even have your opinion on it. You don't have your thoughts on it. I can always tell I'm like, guaranteed, this is an agency. Yeah. And again, it's mm-hmm. littered with like hashtag, 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 because that way, you know, pretty immediately that that physician is not the voice behind their social media. And people want to know from you as the thought leader. So when it comes to creating content, make sure it's you authentically and it doesn't have to be complicated or if you're listening to this being like, there's no way that I can do this. It is easy, you can do it quickly. It doesn't have to be so complicated. Video is huge on LinkedIn. Absolutely, yeah, video is the way people wanna digest information And you can start easy, and we talked with Dr. Kaplan on a podcast episode about this, but even starting slowly and easy and just shooting a video for a few minutes and you know talking about something you wanna talk about that day, You can find captions really easy so people can read along. And it's such a great way to get to know the physician personally and kind of create that thought leader aspect. Agreed. And when it comes to video, I think uh, it's a, what people assume high barrier to entry as far as there needs to be all this production value and everything is nowadays the tech in sitting in your smartphone is better than what you could buy in an expensive camcorder five even yeah, five to ten so years just ago start small and easy uh, exactly and my, my tips there and we've done this a bunch of times over for clients wanting to scale their content is I think the two most important things is your audio and your lighting get some type of light if possible like one of those ring lights or something and they can be as cheap as and then get a lapel mic or something so you have some good audio so you can plug it straight into your phone. The rest of it, keep it easy. And and sometimes you don't even need any of that. A lot of times you don't. You can just point and shoot with your camera. Most people are used to um, engaging with content through Facebook Live, Instagram Stories, and that's all very raw and real. So I don't think there's any problem with keeping the production value within reason so you create more content faster, for more affordable and you can scale quicker. Yeah, and this is about being a thought leader. So it's about coming from you. So the most successful physicians on LinkedIn are the ones that post. And not only do they post, but you can tell because it's their material. It's either them in the video talking about it or they're actually posting 
posting case studies um, or patient testimonial photos. So even x-rays and discussing their approach to that care and a success story. And you can tell it's the physician because it's their language, their terminology. And guess what? Those posts, if you're a physician listening, get absolutely the most engagement. What do you, now that we're moved in from kind of gone through the steps of profile optimization, content creation, and now moving into posting, what are your recommendations from a high level that when it comes to post structure that you think work the best versus just putting like one sentence in a link or oh, yeah, okay. something like that? And I, I mean, what do you think creates the best level of interaction if somebody's sitting down, it's like, okay, I got the piece of content. Now I've opened up my browser tab and I'm starting to create a post. Do you have any recommendations for them when they're going about creating the actual post that will increase the probability of more visibility, more engagement, those kind of things? So mix up your post with videos and um, photos. And when it comes to videos, if you're posting content, have it come from you as the voice, but kind of summarize a little bit of the video with bullet points. Yeah, it has to be easy to read when you post. So you wanna make sure there's good spacing, good bullet points, so that people are more likely to engage and interact with those I think that's videos. a great point. The same thing is for when blog, when you write a blog, people write it in just like chunk paragraphs. It's yeah. just, you wanna break it up. If you look at somebody like Neil Patel that's big in, in our space, it's one sentence per. And I think that it rings true when you're creating the post structure like you're saying. Yeah, with LinkedIn. absolutely. It's more likely to engage with your audience if yeah. it's easier thing, to read and you can summarize it with bullet points that they're like, oh, I see, you know, here are the six benefits of yep. so-and-so. And then it's one, two, three, four, five, six. What would you add? What do you think? Do you agree? Great questions at the end to help improve engagement. I think the questions are key because it gets more comments, right? Oh, Isn't absolutely. That what you're yeah. saying? I ask questions because um, I am trying to Leave it get, open-ended. You want to yeah. get, because con- what, what do comments do for posts? They increase visibility and engagement. So when I have people that comment on my post, I'm immediately ranking higher and in front of a lot more people through LinkedIn's algorithm. So LinkedIn is noticing that this post is getting engagement. So what they do is they five times my visibility and reach. Yep. And that's how you see it. Because LinkedIn wants me, a conversation. Right. They want things like that. They're, that's what they're pushing. So even if these people don't follow me, my post is going to come up in their feed because LinkedIn is saying this post is getting engagement and likes and visibility. So they reward those with valuable content when engagement happens by improving visibility. So it's a really big deal. It's all about LinkedIn's algorithm. It's not just a social proof thing. It's a actual way to work with LinkedIn to get the biggest potential reach. And when it comes to photos, for my physicians, my advice is I love good patient photos, surgery photos x-rays, imaging, um, and then your approach to care, the journey, and you know what you want to communicate with that. If dis- you look online, those are the most successful for position sure. posts. Disclaimer, make sure that you consult who you need to consult right. to, that make you sure have you proper have- patient releases Absolutely. in place, just kind of a, a back thing. We're not attorneys. You make sure you check with your attorney no, before you start <laughs> posting PHI. So just no, keep that yes, in mind. Yes, but, yes, yes. Thank you. Of course. But I do agree that needs to be on there. So you need to have a process in place to get the approval and the sign offs and everything. So you can start um, leveraging some of that information because it directly puts the patient 
in that patient's shoes. Like, oh, that this could be me. Or, oh, and your colleagues. Exactly. You'll see that I will have physicians that may have never commented or done anything on LinkedIn. But as soon as another physician posts maybe an imaging photo that they are, again, allowed to, and they have done their homework and making sure that everything's legal, what they're posting, um, you will see how many MDs are actually commenting and interacting with that post. It's like the only way they start interacting on LinkedIn because it's coming from the physician. It's the physician's voice and they're talking about patient care and that drives engagement for physicians. They like it. They want to talk about it and you can really connect and show your space as the thought leader. And then hashtags. Oh my gosh. Hashtags are Yeah, a big you just did uh, a really successful video on, on LinkedIn that we'll put in the show notes here actually oh, yeah, going, more, going more in depth and elaborating even further. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on it. On the hashtags, but again, giving the like 15 second overview, because again, we have a video that goes way more in depth. What do you, how should they be using hashtags? Hashtags are a search tool. So people use hashtags to find certain content. So the number one rule is don't riddle your posts with so many hashtags. And you guys know what I'm talking about. If you've been on LinkedIn, sometimes you'll see posts with maybe like 35 hashtags. Like that's insane and crazy. It looks spammy and it confuses the intent of your content. And when it comes to hashtags, try to find ones with big following. A lot of times people like to put their personality in hashtags, which is cute, but it's not necessarily helping your post visibility. So if I say something like, I don't know, like I do physician liaison university. So I would say like physician liaison university, everyday hustle, like that's not going to have any followers. But if I do healthcare, that has 9 million followers. So you can see hashtags are strategic. Find the ones that are big with big following and a big audience and then get creative. For physicians out there, a lot of your potential patients use hashtags. And we talked about this in the video, but with an orthopedic practice that we worked with and a podiatrist, they work a lot with athletes and marathon runners. And one of the big following hashtags was moms who run. So we use that hashtag in their post because it's getting in front of potential patients. You're the thought leader and the authority in that space. And you can post information relative to um, movement health when it comes to athletes or running. So that's just a creative way to get in front of them. But most importantly, keep it simple and find the ones with the best following. So moving into kind of the next components as they're now they've got the content, they've been posting, they're using hashtags, all of that kind of stuff. And they're really starting to scale. I think what's been interesting that I've watched as you've gone through your journey and are kind of on the other side of it now is there's so much opportunity to learn about kind of best practices, what else to do, how to sharpen your skills. I think simply, and I'd like you to talk to, through it a little bit more by asking for support and advice oh, from yeah. other LinkedIn influencers who are crushing it already on the platform. I mean, we did an entire thanks to you and and we were able to do a LinkedIn uh, local meetup in Atlanta, which was all about collaborating with other people that, that are <laughs> killing it on LinkedIn about what are you doing? What have right. you seen successful? What type of content are you creating? What softwares are you using? All that kind of stuff. So uh, talk a little bit, I guess, as they get into the journey, maybe they'll run into to, to some speed bumps or uh, okay. questions. What do you think? I think it's just kind of that there really are people out there that are ready to provide value and are happy to help. Yeah, absolutely. So here's a, a secret with LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn influencers have a huge influence on your post. So what I mean by that is if someone with a large following like myself likes or comments on your post, your post is more likely to get a bigger audience. So it immediately again goes with that algorithm and increase that visibility and reach. So not only are you increasing engagement and comments, 
But now you have these big players on LinkedIn that are liking and commenting, you're going to see your posts just really, really get a much larger audience. So that's a big key of what Justin's talking about too. But I learned when I started my journey, here's the thing. LinkedIn is connecting and networking. What makes a LinkedIn successful is you have to engage. You must engage on yeah, others' profiles. be real profiles. and authentic You do not post and, and forget time. it and just say, why is nobody liking my post? I spend a lot of time supporting other professionals on LinkedIn. That is where I spend most of my time on LinkedIn is supporting physician liaisons, physicians, healthcare professionals, and business professionals liking and commenting on their posts. Yeah, invest in them and it will return. It takes some time, but it'll build up. Yep. It really, really is. So if you want to grow your LinkedIn, start with engaging at least 25 people a day and like and comment on their post. Give your thoughts and your opinions and don't just be simple with it. Don't just say, love it, like it, thanks. Try to get creative, talk about what they're talking about, make it unique because LinkedIn notices that. They notice when you're engaging and they try to put your post in front of their post if they see you have two sentence comments that are relative to the content. Because actually, interestingly enough, you said what I've learned kind of through the journey that you told me is that LinkedIn actually from an algorithmic standpoint, almost filters out most of the plain vanilla comments. Like, this is great. This is awesome. So they're actually looking for people because, again, it's all about it's all about user generated content on their platform. So the people that are investing more time to give more feedback and more write more substantial con- comments are going to end up getting preferential treatment in the algorithm over time because they're investing more into the LinkedIn platform right. and LinkedIn becoming more of an ambassador that. and they thusly want to reward that with larger reach to encourage you to continue to do so. Absolutely. And Justin's right. And I spent so much time giving back on LinkedIn. And that's where I think the real value is. And it also, I love it because I'm learning about all these other professionals, all these other physicians, all these other liaisons. I'm actually getting to soak in, learn and connect. And it's so rewarding, but I'm growing in the process as well. So it's about engaging every single day, commenting and liking and giving your opinion and making sure it's really organic and being consistent with it. Support one another, guys. Don't be so closed off on LinkedIn. Just like if you were at a networking event and you went and you didn't talk to anybody, give anybody your card or ask them about what they're doing. You wouldn't see a lot of success from that event. And that's kind of what LinkedIn is. You wanna get to know them, what they do, comment and support one another. And Justin talked about that LinkedIn Live event and I have to give a shout out to Susan Spanner who we're gonna have on a podcast for her incredible work. Yeah, she did a great job. It was a great getting event. Getting everyone to Together. And from that event, we took those connections online, met offline at this event, and I every single day connect with these individuals and we talk and we share stories. And oh my gosh, it was so valuable. I love it so much. Um, and we support one another most importantly. We are constantly learning and supporting one another. So engage and connect. You need to connect with your target audience every day as well. Make sure you're going into LinkedIn, searching for who you want to connect with and connect every single day with people. So those are our tips on LinkedIn. And I want to tell you guys, please, you got to connect with me on yeah, LinkedIn. connect with us. If you like this podcast, if you want more tips, we'll have the PDF and the video on hashtags. And of course, connect with us on LinkedIn. Um, we're really, really active. It really is us, I promise. And um, I'm all about supporting and engaging. If you need my help on LinkedIn, shoot me a message. Kelly, listen to your podcast. And I really need to grow my profile. Do you mind liking or commenting on my post? I'd be happy to do so. Well, and Kelly was one of the few back in December uh, to get approved for the LinkedIn Live beta, which will more than likely roll out kind of across the board at some point, probably in 2020. But for now, 
you're going to be doing a lot more LinkedIn lives and yes. I'll, I'll be on there with you sometimes, but you're always looking for people that are trying to grow or are very active on LinkedIn to join. So make sure to reach out, shoot her a message or even me if you would like to potentially come on LinkedIn live and talk about your organization, your organization your what, what you're doing, obviously in the marketing of your practice or organization to grow it. Maybe uh, cool things that you've got going on, those kind of stuff. We're always trying to provide additional and value. And position liaisons, jump on. I'm doing LinkedIn Live. Let's talk about what you guys do that are successful in the field. So that's my advice for LinkedIn. It's be consistent, optimize your profile, create organic content. Make Don't it overthink the content creation too. Yeah. It doesn't have to be high production value. Absolutely. Make it valuable. It's about them, not about you. Don't over jam it with a lot of hashtags and engage and comment and like on yeah, others' be profiles real and authentic. every day. The more you give back on LinkedIn, the more you get. And of course, connect with your target audience. There is no, I think back to that point, is we get asked a lot about how do you find that success and how did you do it? Mm -hmm. There's no software or bot stuff you can do. There, yeah. There's no magic bean to grow that's a good, LinkedIn. That's it's, so true. And especially a LinkedIn that's going to actually produce value for you. You right. can go out and you can automate a lot of processes or uh, find somebody to just connect with the max amount of people every single day to grow. But you should, if you're doing it the right way, as you grow, your engagement should grow, your reach should grow because you're connecting with the right people and you're doing your the right things. So there's no magic grow. bean. It, it takes a, a hard work, but that it bears a massive amount of fruit if you do yeah, it the right way. Yeah, and it's way. true. And like, since I started this, I started at about a hundred profile views every month is where I started. And now I'm at over 10,000. And that's a lot of views a lot every, of it, uh, every I mean, single it's a month big increase that in are visibility. looking at my profile, my business. And that's only going to go to 20,000, 30,000, And of course I have bigger 000. goals. And there are a lot bigger people than me on LinkedIn. I'm a lot. But this is how you can grow. It's continued to grow and grow yep. every day and every week. Um, and learning and testing. You were even, we were literally talking yeah. about before we started this is, I'm noticing like if I do cash, captions on video or not captions yeah, on we video, were just talking about which that. ones are we getting more reach? Again, we did we just did something about tracking and analytics or another podcast. And it's very important. LinkedIn has an analytics thing. So go look like what's yeah, working the best, what true. content are people engaging the most with, that kind of stuff. So you can continue to do more of it. If the our audience is going to speak to you about what they like the most and do more of that. Yeah. And like I said, I'm just still beginning my journey, but because I've followed by these rules of LinkedIn, and most importantly, if you take nothing away, give more than you get. Give back, support one another, help one another, and engage. And and anytime you guys need my help, just ask. And of course, if you want someone else's help and you find someone on LinkedIn, send them a message and ask. But this is about connecting, engaging, and networking. So I hope you guys found that valuable today. And thank you, Justin, for joining me. And don't forget, connect for with us on LinkedIn at Justin Knott and Kelly Knott. And of course, you can follow Entropy and Physician Liaison University there. We share all types of content and videos to help kind of give value and advice to our audience. And of course, I'm always looking to connect and learn from you. So thank you again. Thank you for listening to today's latest episode of the Patient Convert Podcast. 
don't forget to subscribe and review on your favorite podcast platform. We are on Apple, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and Spotify, or you can sign up to receive the latest episode via email. Just check it out on my agency website or my personal website. And if you are looking for more amazing healthcare marketing information or just to engage, check us out at entropy.com. And for any of my amazing physician liaisons out there interested in growing their physician referrals or learning the strategies that it takes to build highly engaged physician referral networks, check out my website, kellynot.com, where I have free webinars, free downloads, and of course, my online physician liaison training course, Physician Liaison University. And as always, I'm a huge believer in connecting, engaging, and supporting one another. And the best way we can do that is networking. And I always, always connect with you guys on social media. And one of my biggest social media platforms is LinkedIn. So feel free to connect with me there on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter at Kelly Knott. And thank you guys again for listening to the Patient Convert Podcast with your host, Kelly Knott. 